Lily Mitsui has been raising puppies to become service dogs for around 25 years. A resident of Seigel, Lily is known by locals for her work with puppies, often bringing them inside of businesses and restaurants when they're old enough for training. Raising puppies she knows she'll eventually have to give up is challenging, she says, but knowing they'll go to help people makes it worthwhile. So I interviewed Lily about her work with the dogs and what keeps her motivated to keep doing what she does. I was living in Seattle uh, before moving over here to Bonner County, and um, I saw an article in a magazine like 25 years ago about uh, Canine Companions for Independence, and I thought, oh, gee, you know, that might be something I'd be interested in. Then I discovered there was a uh, a chapter in... Um, Washington that was kind of located over near Redmond Mm -hmm. and so they were doing training classes once a week and I called and started talking to a few people and they invited Jim and I to a training class and I saw about 20 puppies of all ages like from babies up to a year and a half going through the ropes of you know really great obedience skills and they were so well behaved and I was so impressed with it and I learned you know, a little bit more about the organization, and then we decided to apply for a puppy. Right. So we, our very first puppy was way back then, like 1995, I think. And um, that was uh, Venus. It was a female lab. I raised a couple more there, and um, then I took a job that I was traveling a lot. It was I was in marketing, and I was traveling all the time. So I didn't raise for years and years and years. And then when we retired... And we moved over here um, seven years ago. I got back into it again. And uh, so now I'm, I've always been involved in the organization in one way or another, fundraising or, you know, just working with different events and so on. But I stepped away from raising because I was gone so, so much of the time. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, now I'm back at it. And when, when I moved up here, I got a dog and... Um, I was walking around town, and people kept asking me questions about uh, Falcon, was the dog I first got up here, and about his vest, and why is he wearing a vest, and is he a service dog, or what's happening. And so I told that story over and over again. I started getting invited to civic groups like um, Rotary, Kiwanis, um, Community Assistance League, you know, all the various groups here in our area, and giving presentations and bringing the dog along and showing the whole, um, the presentation usually includes a video, so it shows from the beginning stages of training all the way through graduation and getting placed with these families that have been waiting for a long time to get a dog from uh, CCI. There was enough interest that I thought, gee, I wonder if I could start a chapter here. So I did. (laughs) And so now we have an Inland Northwest chapter Mm -hmm. because there's 44 chapters across the U.S., but there's nothing on this side of the mountains. So I thought, gee, if I could get some people raising puppies and seeing the same value I do, you know, in it. And uh, so we started a chapter, and that's just three years old. Yeah. And it's called the Inland Northwest Chapter of Canine Companions. So now we have about eight or ten, I think we have about eight puppy raisers right now up here raising puppies. Now, they're scattered around. We have only a couple up here in Bonner. And then we have some in Post Falls, Spokane. 
We have um, some in uh, uh, Moscow area, and we have actually a student raising a puppy at um, North Idaho. My last dog was Tilly, Mm -hmm. and she's kind of known around the community because I've gone everywhere with her because we take them to restaurants and, you know, uh, different places because they are uh, allowed to, um, once they're old enough, we don't take them when they're too young. But when they're old enough, we take them out to socialize them and get them used to lying under a table in a restaurant or quietly waiting, you know, in in an office. Um, So Tilly stayed with me for 20 months. And or eighteen, I should say, eighteen months. She was eight weeks old when I got her, so she was with me for eighteen months. And so it was time for her to go on to advanced training. So on Monday we had what they call matriculation, and we were invited back to Santa Rosa campus. And Tilly goes to college now, <laughs> so she's she's in the next step. She's with professional trainer, and she'll be working with. Um, with her for about six months learning things that I teach about 30 commands and most of mine are basic obedience skills Mm -hmm. that once she goes back to college she learns skills that she'll need with her partner in other words going in the refrigerator and taking something out bringing the remote control to someone that isn't you know able-bodied like you or I the tasks that service dogs are able to help their owners with are wide-ranging Lily said the dogs can help with both physical and cognitive disabilities. Turning light switches on and off. I mean, there's a number of different things these dogs are taught to do. So mostly they're for physical disabilities. People think, oftentimes think of service dogs as just guide dogs for the blind, which is another wonderful organization. But our dogs go to just about every other disability beside that. Right. Um, so they could go to, a, to someone for a hearing dog. They could go to a child with, a, you know, a, you know, any kind of disability you can think of, MS, cerebral palsy, some type, types of autism, um, just about any disability you can think of. That's the reason I, I do it, because there's over 400 people on the waiting list to receive a dog from Canine Companions. Yeah. And uh, so... We're always looking for puppy raisers, people that will open their homes to the idea of raising a dog um, and knowing that you're going to have to give it up, you mm-hmm. know, at some point. Um, but it's kind of a gift of love. Yeah. You know, you can write a check or you can do something like this. And uh, uh, that, that's really why I do it. And just to be able to see people get independence that they've never had is a, such a great reward <laughs> it's it's uh the day of matriculation the day of turn-in for me on monday is always was always always a hard one and taking tilly back and knowing you know you're you're on your own now do do your thing <laughs> you, know, you make it go all the way um is really really hard but then hopefully if all goes well in about six months i'll get a call saying that Tilly's going to graduate and that she's been matched up with someone and then you wait. Uh, Hopefully we'll be back to normal and we can go back to Santa Rosa to be able to take part in a beautiful graduation ceremony that they do. And uh, we actually go up on stage and present the dog to the new family. And it's, it's, it's 
why we do it. It's uh, it's the most rewarding part of it all is the very end of it. And when, and then I just say, yeah, let's let's keep at this. I can keep doing this, you know. Lily says she usually takes a longer break in between puppies. But this time, she decided to pick up Skipper, a then eight-week-old yellow lab and golden retriever mix. Lily picked Skipper up three weeks ago and says he's her sixth puppy. This time was the first time I've actually brought a baby puppy back home with me this quickly. Usually I, ha- I wait a few months before I get a new pup, but I decided that I would um, try it this way, and it did make it a little bit easier, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turning in and bringing a puppy back home. But all I can say is it's it's the most rewarding very very rewarding experience and I mean I've seen people's lives changed in so many dramatic ways like people that never you know like young young adults that are fearful to leave the house and now they have confidence and they can go off to college or they can go get a job you know and it also is an icebreaker for children that have disabilities I've heard this over and over again from parents that have told me you know, nobody would pay any attention to Tommy. You know, he'd just kind of be by himself. And once he got a dog, he was the cool kid with the dog, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really quite a beautiful thing. Although the puppies are raised to be service dogs, they still get the chance to play and have fun, she said. In the early stages, raising a service puppy isn't that different from raising a pet dog. Well, I'm going to say it's the same, except that we require um, them to, you know, they have to, we have to sort of follow a structured um, uh, training period, and we all follow the same structure. So we know what we have to teach them within that time that they're with us. And so our little group works together, and we um, go over our commands together. Uh, again, things have been so different because of COVID. Like, I've had classes in my backyard, and we've all social distanced over the summer months um, here. And, you know, we just do the best we can. But uh, And the plus part is that once they get old enough, you can take them along with you to places that you could never take, you know, uh, a companion or a pet dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but we require, there are certain requirements that you have to follow through canine companions they're on a certain food they go to the bathroom on command they eat on command because if you think about it all the things we're teaching them have to be easy for the person with a disability Mm -hmm. they have to be able they can't go outside in the snow and wait 20 minutes for a dog to go to the bathroom you know so that we use a word called hurry and and once they hear hurry they go to the bathroom and they can go on they're trained to go on different surfaces. So I'd say that probably the training part, but we love them and treat them just the same. They're not like people say, well, do they ever get to play? Sure they do. They play. When their vest is on, they're working, mm-hmm. and then they're out in public. But when they're home, they're just a regular dog. The job is important to Lily, she said, because she's seen the impact the dogs can have in people's lives. The dogs are provided to qualifying applicants free of charge, and we're always looking for puppy raisers, but our, the other goal of our chapter, besides getting more puppy raisers, because obviously the more puppy raisers we have, the more dogs we can graduate and get to the people that need them. But 
coming over on this side of the mountains, I was so surprised to see that people didn't know about canine companions. And, you know, disabled people aren't rich, and a lot of them think that, oh, I could never afford a service dog. And they may not even know that this organization exists. They do have to go through a qualifying period and show the need, you know, for of a service dog um, and that they can care for a service dog once it's given to them. But we want to get more dogs, more graduate dogs here in mm-hmm. our neck of the woods and get more help for, you know, those people that could use a dog. In many cases, puppy raisers like Lily stay in touch with the dogs they raised. In her case, all of the families have been open to staying in contact. Mm-hmm. So it's up to the family. Mm-hmm. And I, in my case, everyone has been open to maintaining a relationship with me and always sending me pictures and kind of letting me know. But that we, we let that be a decision that the receiving family can make. And in most times, in most cases, we are in touch with our puppies that we've raised. One memory of a woman who ended up with one of the dogs she raised stood out in her memory, Lily said. The last dog that I that graduated um, went to uh, San Francisco, California. And um, <laughs> when we are invited back for graduation, we still don't know who our dog's going with. I was told it was a young woman, and that's all I knew. And when we got back there, um, they have a luncheon for us, and that's the time that we meet the family. So we went into the lunch, and I walked in, and I saw this tall, attractive woman standing in front of me. And she burst in. <laughs> I get choked up every time I tell this story. She burst into tears. And threw her arms around me and thanked me for raising this dog for her. She had a stroke at age 30, and she's 35 now. And um, half of her, she was only married six months when she had a stroke, if you can imagine going through something like that. And anyway, Falcon went to her, and that was a beautiful story, And, and I am in contact. I call it the toughest job I love to do. This has been the 7B Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read more about Lily and Canine Companions, you can do so by visiting our website at bonnercountydailybee.com and searching for the story, Puppy Razor Trains Future Service Dogs to Help Those with Disabilities. And come back next time for another 7B Podcast.